All right, welcome back in, everybody. Episode 5, Week 3 Preview. Uh, I'm back as your host today. He's back, baby. The Mambo. I'm going to regret this. <laughs> Drops. And the Commish. Yes, sir. All right, so just first thing today, Mambo Man, welcome back in. Um, let's do it again. Hello. J3PO. So a little, little bit of a tough week for you, man. Uh, you know, how are you feeling? Where's Where's the mental at? How rude. No, it was, uh, it was hard. It was hard getting beat down like that. So I'll bounce back. Well, heavy, heavy trade talks this week. Oh yeah, you and I among them. Yeah, lots of uh, lots of people want to dance with the pretty girl, and it just so happens I'm good looking. I got a very tradable roster, and I know it. Um, you just called yourself a girl. <laughs> that's okay. You guys get the you guys get the point. We we got you. Yeah, you're the bell of the ball. I am the bell of the ball. Do you like do you like that attention? Or is it kind of like shark circling? You know, it depends. If I'm in the mood to talk fantasy and everybody wants to come get at me, it's cool. But so it just gets, it's hard to carry that weight. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Got a lot of things going on. Got the big fantasy roster. Everybody wants a piece of it. It's just hard to carry that weight. But I'm managing. Okay. I'm managing. Isn't it amazing how everybody comes with trade offers after you have a bad week? I mean, in my other league, I got Chubb hurt. Next thing you know, somebody's trying to get at me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's amazing how you have a down week and everybody wants a piece. All I heard was Chubb hurt, people trying to get at me. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, so a um, bit of an ethical issue that I was thinking about this week. And if you guys have thoughts, text in the group chat. But fab stuff. Is it ethical to ask and tell people what you're bidding on a certain player? It's a good question. Like, if you found out two other people were doing it, what would your reaction be? I think I think it's a little dirty. I think the, I think the word collusion comes to mind. Uh, people uh, trying to figure out where they're, where they're at with other people. The question is, is are people going to have gamesmanship? When they're doing that, are they going to say one thing and bid another? I mean, I think it was George W. Bush that said, "Fool me once, shame on." Yeah, that was that was definitely Bush because he messed it up. Fool me, can't get fooled again. (laughs) (laughs) So, what do you think, Jay? Um, man, I got a hard time. Gray areas are cool with me and that's a gray area I like to play in that area you guys know that you know that's where I live but uh, yeah that's a gray area so I'm good with it okay yeah I just kind of a math thing to me I think it's a little slimy but I would never tell anybody when I'm bidding on a player because I don't want to give anybody that competitive advantage unless I'm like way out of it you know and then I, I would probably care a little bit less yeah but yeah. Um, couple, <laughs> couple of trade talk highlights. I've been talking heavy trade this week. Haven't been able to get anything done yet. But in talking with Uncle Mike, 
I asked him if he was interested in a quarterback to back up Burrow, and he said, and I quote, no, I'm still good with the white pimp Jay Burrows. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny from Uncle Mike, just out of nowhere. <laughs> and uh, then uh, I was uh, texting with Jerry, actually last night, and on the phone with Steve, and Jerry texted me, I'm with McGuire now. And I just screenshotted the phone call and asked him if he wanted to be added in. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. But the trade talks around the league right now are flying. So, just just interesting. Um, big NFL trade, fantasy relevant. Uh, Cam Akers gets traded to the Vikings. So, I think... Not working. That's all right. So I think that affects um, really three people. Um, and that would be Cam Akers, Alex Madison, and Kyron Williams. Um, so what do you guys think? Like, where do, where's their stock going? I personally think there's two winners and, or two losers and one winner in, in this trifecta. I feel like both the people in Minnesota are, uh, are now worth a lot less. And the person left over in the Rams is looking like a steal. That's my take. Could be waiver pickup of the year. Yeah, I don't know. It's that's hard. It's going to be hard to predict because I'm not sure how good Cam Akers is. Is he better than? He's like same tier to me as Madison. Like they're just both. I see. I think Madison might be better. To me, it's a battle of Matt. Yeah, I agree. Whoever's going to be the better man. The best thing going is now it clears up the situation in LA. Yeah. So yeah. that's the biggest movement to me. Okay, follow up question. Where do you guys have like Kyron Williams rest of season? What running back is he a top 12, top 15, top 20? He's there all by himself. Go for either one. I'm going to put him out as a, a high number two. Okay. You know, roughly that 12 to 15 range. You know, I haven't sat down and made a sheet or anything right, like right. that. But, you know. I'd like to see a little more sample size. But I think he's got the potential to be a... Uh, with that offense, get possibly getting Cooper Cup back. Please, I need him. I know. Why? You, um, got, you, got, you, got, you got the boy there. He's filling in admirably. Puka, 15 catches on 20. I mean, he's got bruised hands from those catches. Well, and the thing is, is the whole thing is the nucleus of everything is Stafford. And if Stafford's dealing, then I don't care who's out there. And especially if it's Cup, when Stafford's dealing, and boys, he's been dealing. Um, And I love to see it, too. Because now it doesn't matter to us, and I just want him to do good because I like him. He not, was awesome here. Yeah, not having trouble relating but, to the younger guys anymore. Right. He seems to got. He seems to have gotten over it. That relation is just fine. Yeah, but uh, so I think if he's dealing, and then you just got to see how good he is. You know, if he can run it and stuff, then you know he's going to be a top. He could be a low end number one man if he's going to get touches, and, especially this year with all the injuries. Right. So I, I feel like it's yet to be determined, but I'm optimistic about him. Yeah, yeah. I don't like Kyron Williams as like an actual player, but the situation right is awesome. That's that's it. The situation's just and awesome. And then Stafford strains something, and it's he's crap. Oh, yeah, sorry. But oh, God, does he look good? I he know does. we've talked about it. He looks unbelievable. I don't know who's better right now. So, um, all right. 
weekly preview. We're doing two games of the week. So I don't know, do either of you guys want to pick the lines? The lines? I thought we went with the spread on Yeah, that. we're gonna go with the spread. That's what I meant. Do you guys one of you two pick sides? Oh, sure. Alright, so the first game of the week, we're going with the central games. Everybody in those divisions is one and one. Who's gonna grab the bull by the horns? Mm-hmm. Um and we got the battle of young versus a little bit older out there. So the first game is the big dogs. High projection of the week at 125.62. And this is off the back of Mahomes and Kelsey facing the Bears at home. And you can't argue with it, right? But he's projected for 125.62. I don't think I ever remember seeing... And he's got Kelsey in there. Well, Kelsey ain't going to put up those kind of numbers simply because he's spending too much time with Taylor Swift. I don't think I saw that. That's not good. She'll wreck everything. Am I the only one who's a little bit annoyed with the Kelsey brothers? It's getting a little stale. Like, Like, do something. Their pod was fun and it's good, but now you have, like, Jason Leaking, Travis, and Taylor are dating. That's just... It's a little bit too DQ. Now I'm mad. I want him to go away. I want him to go away a little bit. Um... But yeah. no, Austin's lineup looking pretty fire. Um, you know, just spent so much on Jerome Ford. <laughs> Only to get Kareem Hunt signed there the exact same can day. I, can I just say that if Kareem Hunt... This is to Austin directly. Yes. If Kareem Hunt can lower the value of Nick Chubb, I think he can lower the value of Jerome Ford as well. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I is, that, is that good logic? It's a fair take. You know, and he knows the system. It's like he's been playing there for a while. I mean, he went back to his old team. It's like, dude, just admit it. You put too much on him. I'll give him credit. He's already got Ford in his lineup. Yeah. He can die on that sword, I guess. <laughs> so, um, Colton projected for very respectable, uh, like, 112. So, the line's right about 13. Jerry, looking at those matchups, who you got? I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Big Dogs. Minus the 13? Got to do it. He wants it. It's a big number. I was talking smack on him, but he looks strong this week. All right. Let's hope your prediction's a little bit better this week than last week for the Big Dogs, huh? (laughs) Uh, Next game, also in the Central, so the second of the games of the week, we have... Rocky as a uh, four-point favorite over the Benzers. All right, Rocky's lineup a little bit banged up, but looking pretty solid. Starting the Dolphins' defense against his own Denver Broncos. What's that tell you how he feels about him? That's just that's always a tough spot to be in. Yeah, usually means a loss too. So I'm going to go with the Land Sharks. He's going with the Land Sharks. Really? Plus four. You think Gibbs gets work this week? We discussed this on Tuesday's pod. Kind of our panic meter. You think Gibbs gets more work with Monty probably being out? Um, I think we all want him to, but I think that it probably means Craig Reynolds season. And, and Come on, Craig. Yeah, I, I think we all want him to. I think all of Detroit wants him to, but I think it means Craig Reynolds. Okay. Yeah. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see how that plays out. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Detroit at the end of the show. Yeah, I think this game uh, this game of the week really is going to come down to the quarterback play because 
the Skunk Boys got a pretty juicy matchup with uh, Cousins against the Chargers. Whereas uh, Wilson's playing uh, at Miami across the country. So I think it'll probably come down to that for you, Jay. You must have a uh, good feeling about Wilson. I think Mike Williams is going to have a monster game for the Chargers. And so I like your land share pick. Well, I like that Russell Wilson game. You know. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that could be a shootout. QB4 right now in fantasy. Is he? QB4. It helps that he threw a 50-yard Hail Mary that got caught right at the end of his last game. I don't trust it. But he's looked awful. No offense, Land Shark. I know it's just a streamer. You got that white pimp on your bench. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the... Uh, <coughs> you guys the East? I always forget this. Yeah. Moving on to the East. The Mambo with J3PO right now a seven-point dog to Jen and the Patriarchs. Jen looking for her first win. Needs it. You can't fall to 0-3 in division. You can't do it. Um, should be a good game. You guys got any comments on this one? Jerry, any smack? You want to um, well, yeah. I mean, I'm going to put the Jaguars against Houston in, so let's, you know. That's a, that's a nice. Yeah, so that'll be a six-point swing. I, yep. mean, I, I plan on totally and completely regaining control of the Central Division by having him lose and me win. You're calling your shot. I'm gonna be tied. It's a for, I'm gonna be tied for a division lead coming out of this week. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of faith. That's you're putting it. in the tropics. That's it. All right. Come on, Steve. All right, and then the last game in the East, we got the Flint Tropics traveling to Charlie's Angels. Three point favorites on the road. The Tropics are. Um, his his lineup's a little bit banged up too. You know, you see all those uh, plus marks. I know Derrick Henry didn't practice yesterday. Cooper's been banged up, but he played Monday night. By the way, just a quick note, and I talked with Steve about this last night. I don't know if we talked on the pod about this, but the fact that you can't pick people up after 12.55 on Sunday is bullshit. And it almost cost Steve McGuire because he was only up one point, and if Cooper wouldn't have played, he wouldn't have been able to do anything. It's part of the game and it's part of the rules. It's been this way forever. If you want to make a change, there's a system in place. I'm not blaming you. I'm just blaming no the league. <laughs> Hold on a second. First of all, it almost cost Steve McGuire is such a terrible statement. Steve McGuire almost cost he didn't Steve know. McGuire. The rules have been the rules yeah. literally. No, that doesn't matter. That's on him still. It's still on him. Because the rules have been the rules since the rules were the rules. Does that make sense? Can you say that three times fast? (laughs) (laughs) No, the rules have always been that. Okay. So if he didn't know that, well, then that's just on him. I thought way back, like when I was playing with Austin, you could pick somebody up at a 4 o'clock game and drop somebody else from a 4 o'clock game. Yeah, it turns out you were wrong. That's incorrect. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's true. You've always been able to make roster moves for people whose games haven't started, but you uh, with you know activating and deactivating. But you've never been able to pick up a free agent after twelve fifty five on Sunday morning. Okay, now everyone knows. You're welcome. I'm the moral compass of the league. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, you got anything to say about your matchup this week? You know, to be honest with you, I really haven't looked at how my matchups are looking right now. Um, you know, I've always thought that Steve's a hard person to play against. I mentioned that uh, twice earlier this season. 
you know, I'm just going to let the game play out and see how it goes. I would not want to have his quarterbacks this week. You need to make a difference at the quarterback position. But Jared Goff at home, not a bad spot to be in. Both of these teams starting three running backs right now. Bountiful. All right, over to the West. We've got the Boston matchup. The bad guys, maybe the shine off the shoe a little bit, going up against the Hillbillies. Uh, Hillbillies are 11-point favorites. Um, looking pretty good. You know, Not really too, too much to say. We'll see who's king of, uh, king of Massachusetts. So in our last game of the week, we have the Young Guns as a point-and-a-half favorite over the Boondock Striders. Um, I have no confidence. I'm starting Zach Moss and somebody. Well, <laughs> if you'd have came to the table with a little more proper trade offer, you might have had a different running back on your team. It's it's fair. It's fair. But look, I've been piecemealing my running back room together all year long, so and it's worked out so far. So I'm not about to sell my soul for a position that has been honestly just getting destroyed. We're not asking for your soul. We're just asking for your quarterback. That's fair. And I'm willing to trade him. Sometimes it's not enough. But, like, look at the board. I mean, like, of the first, just the first two rounds of running backs. Chubb, Hurt. Eckler, Hurt. Barkley, Hurt. Derrick Henry not practicing. Josh Jacobs behind a horrible offensive line. Najee Harris about to get replaced. Like, the running back position is a little scary right now. And here I am trying to strengthen my trade position off the back of that. It really is amazing at how many of the early uh, running backs, even in the even in the fourth round, the beginning, or and the Damian Pierce hasn't played that well. Yeah. Aaron Jones is hurt. I am playing without my fourth, fifth, and sixth round pick. If I win, it'll be a miracle. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's go. All right. So that is our uh, weekly preview. And now for uh, the Mambo's Fantasy Pros Forecast. And this is going to be a weekly rankings. Like a, with this week's rank, I have a feeling I know who's at 12. Um, at 12, with uh, 87, the bad guys. Number 11, the hillbillies. Number Wait, 10. On. Aren't they facing each other? They're correct. And didn't last week the 12 seed just totally destroy the one? <laughs> I think that was my game, wasn't it? No, no it was uh, Bill and uh, J4, the Young Guns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just that yeah, no, I mean, hey, I'm not claiming this is right, but I, I mean, it is based off experts. So ECR? Correct. Let's go. Yep. So uh, 10 Boondock Striders, 9 Young Guns. Yes, it's all four of my division. <laughs> hey, nice division. <laughs> West is the best. <laughs> Eight, Motown Mambo. Seven, Patriarchs. Six, Rocky. Five, Angels. And number four with a 93 is Flint Tropics. Number three with a 94 is Benzers. And number two... With a 95 is Scott's team, and the number one team this week with a 100 is the Big Dogs. Yeah. Just think, like, after this week, we're going to have a really 
clear picture of who's in the driver's seat of divisions, who's way behind and needs a like great midseason. I feel like you have a really short early season with the divisional games, a really short end of the regular season with the divisional games, and everything in between is the middle. You know, and the funny thing is, is that Jerry just showed that from Fantasy Pros, but then I was thinking back with our projected totals from uh, CBS Sports, and they were actually pretty similar on our projection, the CBS projections versus that. I mean, Austin was clearing away the, the highest projected points on CBS, and yeah. lo and behold, he's number one. And the CBS guys are in the ECR. Yeah. I mean, actually, some of them aren't because they. I actually listened to a podcast, and like Jamie Eisenberg said, and I believe uh, Richards said that they don't submit their stuff to uh, to Fantasy Pros for some reason. I can't remember what it was. Hmm. For what it's worth, they're competitors. Can't get a Whopper at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, you guys want to do some Lions talk? Sure. The game line. Well, guess where you guys think the line is? Have either of you seen it? I, have I know not. where it's at. Okay, you know where it's at. I know where it started. Kamish, what do you got? So it's Atlanta at Detroit. Yep. <clears throat> Boy, with all the injuries, it's tough. I mean, the offensive line for Detroit's going to be so important. And I think Atlanta's defense is a little better than they're giving credit for. Uh, I got nothing on the line. I have no feeling. Okay, I'm going to say Lions by two and a half. Close. Lions by three and a half. But that point is a huge difference. All right, this actually looking at the line made me feel a lot better because I feel like the sports book is begging you to take the Falcons. I'm serious. Like, I think they are begging you to take the Falcons. Um, I am not going to stick with Lions Talk. I'm not doing a Thursday night can't miss lock it in parlay of the week because tonight's game blows yeah, and it's nice. not worth my time. Um... It is bad. That sounded arrogant. It wasn't meant to be. No one wants to watch the Giants. I'm just glad it's the Giants. Yeah. I, I like it when uh, when that knife gets twisted and Valenti's uh, ribs a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I'll probably shoot a text out for one on Sunday. But this game makes me nervous, man. Our defense has been good against the run, which makes me more comfortable because Ritter does not look like he can throw the ball. But, man... Stopping Bijan and Algier is going to be tough. I don't think Green Bay's defense is bad, and they got run all over. One of our best uh, tackling secondary players just went out for the season, probably. Torres Peck clean through. Right. So, I mean, he come up and was laying the wood all year. I mean, Branch is going to be a big player this week. Anybody in the secondary that wants to come up and play like a linebacker, please step up. Tracy Walker? Yeah. Luckily, we have some depth there. Yeah, we do. But I mean, Kirby's hurt. He's not playing. You know who's behind Kirby Joseph? No. I think it's Ifiatu Malafanu. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a Rams wide receiver. (laughs) Um, Um, Go ahead. I think we win. I'm just going to say that. Um, I don't think it's going to be pretty, but um, I think we'll win by... Six. I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 24, 18. 
Wow, low scoring affair. I'm hoping because if it's going to be on the ground, uh, you know, Oof. that's what I need. I don't know, twenty four eighteen. Okay. You know, now that I've been thinking about it and uh, realizing that uh, the time of possession that they had over Green Bay last year, I think, or last week, I think Atlanta could really shorten the game with the run game. I think they're going to try and control the ball and run it. And you know, let's not forget that Ritter can run the ball a little bit too. So I think it's going to be low scoring because I don't think there's going to be as many possessions in this game. And I'm going to say the Lions lose 20 to 17. Okay. I think, I mean, I have no feel for the Lions. I was so distraught after last week's piss poor showing that I just, I haven't listened to Lockdown. I haven't listened to Bellani. I haven't listened to uh, Pride of Detroit guys at all. So I just kind of took a break from it. And I have no feel for the injuries whatsoever. I think we have some depth at guard for Hal Vitae. I don't think there's any way he, he's playing. I think there's a decent shot Decker plays, and we need him. Desperately. Um, everybody else on the O-line should be healthy, so I think we'll be able to run the ball. My concern... No, screw it. I don't have any concern. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win by 7. I'm going to go with uh, 28-21. Now, I don't think any team's going to settle for field goals. Um, my lock it in parlay of the week is going to revolve around Sam Laporta. I mm-hmm. think he has a huge game. Hey, did I'm you lock it in play of the week hit last week? No, but we're plus oh. 88 on the season. So, just uh, we're plus three quarters of a unit. You know, I can't believe I just predicted that the Atlanta Falcons are going to start this season 3 0. Yeah, the NFC South, best, best division in the league. Three teams at 2 0. I can't wait to see that bubble pop. <laughs> um,. I think the Lions get the dub. All right. I think Laporta has a huge game. I think um, Aline McNeil bounces back because uh, you couldn't even tell he's on the field. Uh, and I think Hutch has a pretty big game too. So we need our linebackers to step up a little bit, and I think they do. In this oh, time. we need our linebackers to step up when the defensive line did nothing last week. Yep. <laughs> I, I The line needs to play. You're right. Somebody on the line needs to get their name called. Yes, you're right. For something other than jumping off sides. Yep. I mean, defensive line, man. I'd like to see bugs. And secondary didn't play well either. I know our linebackers didn't play great either. But, you know, I mean, I know what you were saying too. It's like they're going to run the ball. Linebackers need to play big. You know. So, I get that. But the defensive line has got to do something. We need to see bugs. And we need to see Broderick Martin. Aiden Hutchinson didn't do jack shit last week. You're right. I mean, it was embarrassing. I wanted to shut the game off. The, I did hear this. The bottom six PFF grades on the Lions defense were all defensive linemen. Bottom six. That's crazy. Oof. So they got to step up. Did you guys see the, uh, the camera th- angle that followed the ball on Bijan Robinson's run last week? I saw that, and I wished I had him in both of my leagues. That thing was so cool. And I just got to be a, kind of an underrated storyline here is Bijan Jameer Gibbs. Mm. Also, uh, I wanted to point out when we we're going through it, Laporta on my team is playing Hawkinson on Jens. So, to me, that's a... Who's the best Detroit Lions tight end? But, uh, oh, definitely Laporta. He's getting all the love after last week. I think he has a big game. 
I think yeah. he scores a touchdown, his first NFL touchdown. Yeah. And he's going to be huge. But I think it's clear that Chuck's guy, uh, B. John Robinson, is kind of right now, at least, as far as rookie running backs he go. Looks unbelievable. Dude, he's, he, right now he's trying to be the rookie of the year. I'm excited to watch him play. Against the Lions. Every time, exactly. Every time he touches the ball, and really I felt like Gibbs was the same way after week one, but Bijan's more of a workhorse. Every time they touch the ball, I'm like, eyes glued to the television. Right, right. What's going to happen? Well, Atlanta's running the ball 40 times a game, yeah. so he's going to get opportunities. We're running the ball half, the, half as much as them. Yeah, and going back to uh, the tight end in Minnesota, I am so glad that he's no longer on my team. He held out. He wanted more money. And there is no way he's worth the money that they're paying him. He's no. the highest paid tight end in the league right now. Two yeah. touchdowns last week. Yeah. In and out. <laughs> I mean, as far as I'm concerned. Okay, so that's one of his two good weeks this year, just like last year. Because, I mean, he Fair. scored big in two weeks and then nice and low. That guy, to quote Brock Lesnar, has a horseshoe up his ass to get paid that much money. There you go. That's how lucky he is. Um... One more key matchup I want to look in at. Um, because the Falcons run so much, Cam Sutton, Drake London. Cam Sutton's got to be fine being on an island against the young stuff. Oh, come on. I Come on. Are you, if he can't cover him, then we got I much. Think Drake London's a good receiver. Just he's good, right. He's good. I get it. He's good. So, but he's not great. If he gets burned, we're in trouble. We're And that's going to end our discussion. Good luck, everybody, this week. Good luck, guys. Adios. We'll see you uh, next Tuesday, and we should have a special guest next Thursday. So stay tuned in. We'll see you guys uh, for the recap of week three.